It's the New England Take. I'm your host, AJ Kirst at nhtalkradio.com. Get the back episodes of the show and follow New England Take on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Find me, follow me, like, share, whatever it is you do on the platforms. And uh, all the episodes are available as podcasts also. So follow the New England Take on all the podcast platforms. We're there. I love Twitter. Twitter's fun. I enjoy Twitter. I, I go on there all the time to see what's up. Definitely follow New England Take if you want some of my, my bad opinions. Speaking of bad opinions, like there, there's people on there that get upset about things. And I get upset about things on there. But one, one general rule I have is I don't, I don't block people. The only blocks you'll see on my account are obvious porn spam bots those I'll remove because I don't want them cluttering up my follower feed because it's just annoying and I don't like it. and I'm a little anal retentive, so that's what I did. So when I came across one day, uh, there, there's a former state uh, rep, uh, Kathleen Cavallaro, uh, made a post on her account where she's saying, I made these small D energy bath bombs. I'll let you you know what I mean by when I see small d energy uh, in honor of the wonderful Greta Thunberg. I don't understand this obsession with people on the left with Greta Thunberg. The, a rich young woman who spoke to the UN trying to make people feel guilty for existing basically <laughs> and using fossil fuels which basically they don't have an option to now in current times it's just not possible it would definitely guilt them for taking private planes everywhere which everyone at all these conferences do uh, but the, there was some back and forth between Andrew Tate who's this weirdo possible sexual abuser that was arrested again over in Romania his, uh, his originating country kind of has been a world trap over his lifetime and there's Greta Thunberg said he had a small d and there was a whole bunch of nonsense around that so I respond to Kathleen and say oh, this is cringe a goofy uh, uh, Shrek meme on there saying snap yep this one's going in my cringe collection and she said I'm so glad you took the time to tell me what you collect because I'm dying to know and I'm just taking it as silly. I collect pretty pictures and bad opinions. Give me a follow. I posted a couple of my pictures around Concord. And I got a hard pass and I called her a party pooper and she blocked me. I was just being silly. <laughs> Chill out. It, it, it's Twitter. You block someone. And what's especially uh, uh, just gold on top of it, she literally has her as her bio. I owe anonymous trolls exactly nothing here. I bully back and calls herself an intersectional feminist with some silly LGBTQ flags floating around next to it. So you, you, you bully back. You just block me. <laughs> She literally has as her banner picture on her account the the uh, propaganda that the Republicans threw out calling her loud, angry, and unhinged. Y you blocked me for calling you a party pooper. Is that silly? A am I wrong? That's my opinion on the situation, but it's like, oh my god. It's just like, how... how I literally try interacting with someone in kind of a silly way who I know we agree on basically nothing. And this is how she she responds. It's just, this is probably just me being silly about the whole thing because it is social media. It's just Twitter. It's not the real world. It doesn't matter in the end, but it, it was just a little screwy and kind of entertaining. 
Continuing on Twitter, another thing that I happened upon is this account called at DWS, and then looks like three or four underscores. The um, the account's name that shows up is Dear White Staffers, and there was a leak of some uh, text messages between uh, Repu- uh, was it Republican. Uh, Representative Katie Porter, um, it, this person got it wrong saying she fired the staffer. Eh, no, kind of, sort of, not really. The This staffer was actually at the end of her fellowship. In fact, Twitter actually added a little reader's added context message that shows up on here saying the staffer was not fired. They were finishing a two-year fellowship and allowed to uh, work from home to complete their time. In this situation, that work from home is a little aggressive. So, Right here, we looking at it. There, there was a message saying from Porter to this individual. It's iMessage bubbles showing up on here. Why do you not follow protocol on testing? It's really disappointing. The the staffer wrote, "I'm terribly sorry. You're right. I should have done better. Just because I felt okay at the moment doesn't mean that I was." And Representative Porter wrote, Sasha, I can't allow you back in the office given your failure to follow office policies. Cool to be in touch to have about you collecting your personal effects and have them shipped to you or delivered to your home and will lay out your remote work schedule and responsibilities for your last few weeks. The staff wrote, I understand. Thank you for the last two years and all that I've learned. I hate to have disappointed you in this manner. As they know it isn't an excuse, I found out my friend from the Navy had just been murdered and my head was not in the right place. Not an excuse, but not an excuse, but the reasoning for lack of forethought. I appreciate everything this office has done for me. It's pre- pretty rational. Unfortunately, reporter did not respond in a very rational uh, way. She wrote, well, you gave me COVID. In 25 months, it took you not following the rules to get me sick. My children have nobody to care for them. Why is it that so many people cannot take a damn breath about COVID? Everyone's going to get COVID. There is no way around it at this point. You will get COVID. I got COVID. I got the first three shots. I did not get the Omicron booster because I was so terribly sick after I got those shots. And then it's like you're going to get it. With the Omicron, there's some new XYZ variant that's now getting, uh, uh, that's now been discovered that's floating around. That's basically a kind of, seems like it's similar to the Omicron variants, but to, to literally take this aggressive stance, I've seen it over and over again. It's become a, it's, for some reason this has become political like i don't see anyone on the the right taking it with this mentality it's only people that have been just so obsessed over the left-wing mainstream media and following the cult of the left-wing politicians that are floating around that take this way porter say i want to repeat this because i just was it was infuriating to see you gave me COVID in 25 months it took you not following the rules to get me sick my children have nobody to care for them Politicians, good God, do you take you take care of your you can't handle taking care of your children. Your children have already been exposed, most likely, and if they haven't been exposed, who else is watching your children? Like, like this is a bigger question here, and this it's just infuriating. I don't understand this mentality about it. You have to understand it's basically the flu nowadays. Like I I know a bunch of people on the left side of the aisle in the real world, and. 
even like all of them anyone that's not having this public face around this thing is taking it it's like eh i'm gonna get it probably i know other people have gotten it i'm gonna learn to deal with it and they have a very healthy mentality about it think of all the people the second well before the the masking went away all the people are saying i'm gonna wear a mask forever i'm gonna continue doing it blah de blah blah the second the mandatory masking went away in the workplace they immediately took off their mask. How often has that happened? I, I like, I, there's a couple people at each workplace nowadays probably that are still wearing masks. No one is wearing them. You go to public events constantly, they're not wearing masks. And that makes total sense because the numbers are showing you don't need to. You're going to get it whether you've had the shot or not. We were lied to initially about the shot. I believed the shot. I believe there's in, in the early earlier versions of the virus, there was real value in life-saving with people getting the shot to prevent severe illness. Now we have the Omicron variant at risk groups should definitely be getting the, these booster shots 100%. If you're older, you have pre-existing health conditions regardless of your age, you probably should be getting the shot. That's it. Aside of that, if you feel like it get it if you want if you handled the other shots fairly well, by all means get it. Like I'm not telling anyone not to get the shot. But if you have no intention of getting the shot and you're healthy generally speaking, your weight's in a decent spot, uh, there's all sorts of pre-existing health conditions that are very much at risk, I would definitely say they should get the shot. But no one else I would encourage necessarily to get it because there's no reason to. You're going to get it. It's the flu. You will be sick for a week or two. You may have a couple months of kind of getting off of dealing with it. I'm still dealing with congestion and coughing and everything. But it wasn't worth the risk of taking another shot. And it's really frustrating to see leadership in this country still reacting this way to it. All right, that's the end of uh, the episode for this week. Be sure to check out nhtalkradio.com to get the back episodes of the show, New England Take, and all the platforms. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. <laughs>